Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. And a happy motherfucking Friday to everybody. You sound slightly annoyed when you say that today. Uh, there's <laughs> no, Why would I be? There's no, nothing going on. Nothing going Everything's on. Everything's going uh, according to plan, right? The master plan. <laughs> the plan for the new world order. Right. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I don't believe that shit, but it is Friday. So before we get into it, let's welcome Dave Blizzard. How you feeling? Well, hello. Well, it's good to have you back. You couldn't join oh, yeah. us last week. I was off last Did week. You forget. Wasn't I? You've been on once this month. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess so. And this will be it. This is the only time. I had an awful, awful head cold, so yeah. bad that I ended up getting a COVID test. Really? Because I was like, I don't know what this is, but it's bad. Did you help contribute to our negative test results? Yes. Good for yeah. you. Good, good, I felt good, very good. positive that I was negative, <laughs> and, and it turned out that I was. So I was happy. Yeah, yeah, I was happy to, to get that out of the system. God, it just like lingered for five days. I was like, yeah. I can't get rid of this stupid thing. That sucks. Yeah. Coming up in this episode of After 9, we are going to talk to you. We'll take your callers and we'll continue to take your temperature as we get further and further into the pool of Omicron that we find ourselves swimming in right now. Quick disclaimer, we're not qualified to take your temperature, just in case you're wondering. No, I don't even know where to stick that thing. Okay. Uh <laughs> Yesterday, they released some new modeling data. This is Dr. Adelstein Brown, who's a prof at the U of T. He, uh, he came out, and, and he's the same guy who does all the other modeling data. He says, two weeks from today, New Year's Eve, there will be 600 people in the intensive care unit. And he says, by this time next week, Christmas Eve, 10,000 cases a day. Cool, 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 cool. That's cool, fun. That's cool, awesome. Cool, cool, cool. Awesome. Great. You, you know, though, I mean, I, I don't like this modeling data. I, 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 I Frankly, I don't understand why Doug hasn't cut these people off and said, you know what? Get your own fucking news conference because you're not using Queens Park to put this shit out there anymore because most of them have been inaccurate. But when I look at what's going on now, I could actually see 10,000 cases a day. We had 2,500 yesterday. There's over 3,000 today, too, from what I saw that was leaked. It was going to be like around 32 or something like that, apparently. Okay. No increase to hospitalizations. Not yet. Do you really think there will be? (laughs) Do you really think there will be, Dave? Because I I do want to play something for you guys. This is from yesterday's modeling presentation. Uh, We had Dr. Adelstein Brown there talking about the other cases of Omicron. The ones in South Africa. The ones in Denmark. The two leaders when it comes to COVID and the Omicron variant. And one of the reporters asked Dr. Brown, what do you see that we don't hear? Because it looks like, yeah, a lot of people are getting sick, but it's really not that big a deal. Like nobody's going to the hospital. Nobody's dying. This seems to be a very, very mild variant. Certainly not strong enough to match the reaction from these fucking doctors. So here's what Dr. Brown had to say about the numbers that we have from Europe and South Africa. Uh, we see prominent doctors in various countries have taken to the mainstream airwaves to insist that this has been mild. Uh, so my question is, well, why should the public accept the Ontario Science Table's perspective on the severity issue over all those other voices? So I showed you earlier on in the presentation the data from Denmark uh, that you know is publicly available data. Uh, I think it's worth taking a look at, but that does show a similar risk of hospitalization, which I would consider a serious health outcome. Uh, we've looked at the data from South Africa that is now starting to show that trend upwards. Uh, and even the data out of South Africa talked about a 23%, and this is the most optimistic data, a 23% diminution in hospitalization. That's not sniffles. Uh, that is hospitalization, uh, which is a very serious health outcome. Okay, so <clears throat> he didn't really answer the question. If you listen, he didn't answer the question. You've got nothing going on in South Africa, nothing going on in Denmark here, nothing substantial or significant. So he thinks he understands their data better than their own chief medical officers of health. Mm. Is there any other way to interpret that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fuck what they say. I mean, it's bad. We know it's bad over here in Ontario, even though we haven't been to South Africa or Denmark. We know it's bad. Those people there, those chief medical officers over there, the ones that are on the ground, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Well, I mean, I've been to Dominican Republic. Doesn't make me a great baseball player. But, (laughs) (laughs) you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's just natural, by the way. I uh, I just don't understand how 
I mean, that's a special kind of arrogant, right? We know better than they do. I have to think so. I mean, it's bold. You better have, like, how do you know? How can you back that up that you know more than they do? He can't. There's no numbers to back up what yeah. he's saying there. So that's the pro- That's a problem. We take your calls on After 9. You can call into the pod anytime at 519-772-4684. Hi, what's your name? Hi, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. How you doing? Can't believe I'm actually on. You are. <laughs> you made it. This is your moment. Pressure's on. Yeah, sorry, it's loud here. <laughs> Where uh, are you? Yeah, I it's at work. I uh, paint cars for a living, and uh, yeah, um, yeah. I wanted to weigh in on uh, that 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 interview on the CBS, CBC last that, night. CBC last night, like. Hey, before you do, let's play it so that people can hear exactly what you're talking about. Because I watched it and we've been dying to talk about it and we will. Here's the clip. We need to change our attitudes. What's the problem with going back to 25% capacity in the restaurant? Life will continue. We need to stop moaning, face the reality and do the right thing. It's as simple as that. This needs leadership. This needs a bit of discipline. What is it? What is the problem if we have seven people gathering for a Christmas dinner rather than 25? You can enjoy yourself among these seven people. If we don't do the right thing, we will pay it dearly and we need to be aware of that now. That was Dr. Peter Uni from the Ontario Science Table, Dr. Brown's colleague, who last night said, shut the fuck up and stop moaning. We want to restrict you and that's all there is to it. We know better than you do. What do you think, Jeff? Uh, you know, what you say? The guy makes two hundred ninety thousand a year. He makes two hundred ninety thousand dollars taxpayer dollars a year. Yeah, and you want to tell people, single mothers, mm. everybody else, like just you know, people that you know in the hospitality sector and whatnot, just suck it up. Like, preach, come on, preach. I know when you're sitting there you're with that like, comfy paycheck of sorry, how much did you say, Scott? Two hundred ninety thousand taxpayer dollars, whichever per paycheck is like comes out to like eleven thousand dollars. I believe he clears eleven thousand a check. You're sitting yeah, but, there pretty cushy thinking, ah, yeah. you know, fuck it. People got to get laid off. They got to get laid off. So it's really easy, I think, when you're in that position to say that. Yeah, like I, like, I made it through. I never got laid off or nothing. But to, I feel bad for the people that have. It's just, it's not fair. It's not, it's not right. Especially at Christmas and, you know, should, should we buy these presents? Should we not? You know, like. Yeah. You know what? I, I, I got to tell you, man, you sound pretty selfish that you don't want to get in on some curbside pickup on Christmas <laughs> Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you stop your bitching Sorry. and moaning, Jeff? Yeah, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? <laughs> oh, as of, as of Dave's on the podcast, where did he come from? He hasn't been on the last couple of Fridays. Oh, he was sick. He's yeah, Dave, where's, where's yeah. your fucking problem? We made him take yeah. a COVID yeah. test. He's fine. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. The swab went in the wrong bro. place, but I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> you sit on it, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's good that you're back. I, lo- I love you. You're on. It kind of gives that, that three-way podcast, kind of the old days with Angelo. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, Thanks, man. Retro. I like it, man. It's, I, it's good. I, I, can I just make a mention quick? I, I think I preceded Angelo, just so yes. if anyone's wondering. Dave's the OG. <laughs> That's true. He's, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it, it was fun. It was great. And uh, I know you got to make this quick, but I just want to say I'm a huge fan. I think what they're doing is kind of BS. Everybody just be precautious this year. And uh to get through it. Well said. Stop, well said, Jeff. Stop fucking people over, you know? Yeah, hey, exactly. Hey, uh, you want a job as, like, chief medical officer? Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 290K a year. Why not, right? Yeah. Hey, th- those cars can weigh. Jeff, do that instead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. But, uh, yeah. One question before you go, on. Jeff. One question before you go. Let's say, for example, you're the premier of Ontario. Would you fire Dr. Uni for being so patronizing of the taxpayers yesterday? Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter what I'd say, but I don't know. It's, I would. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would too. But I know, like old Doug, you know, he's wishy-washy, this and that. But yeah. I mean, he's got his hands tied. Like, what, what can you do? Right? Buy Doctor Uni. Fire, yeah, fire him and move on. Yeah, but yeah, they're all a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can let it go, Jeff. Very, very... You say it. You say <laughs> no, what you no, gotta no, say. No, no, no. I want to stop him. I, I think weirdos was a nice way. It's a good way to put it. It's good. It's a good way to put it. I like that. Jeff, thanks for the call, bro. Thanks, man. Take care. See you. <laughs> uh, let's do that again, and we'll take our time with it before we circle back to Dr. Brown. This, again, is last night. Paul Hunter is a great journalist, and usually he's covering American issues, but he was on Power in Politics last night, and I thought he did a pretty balanced interview with Dr. Uni, and he said to him, how much do you think the public is willing to take? I mean, the public is done. 
They're tired. They've sacrificed. They've done what they were asked to do. And now you're throwing around very casually lockdowns or circuit breakers or basically throwing more people out of work. And this was his response. We need to change our attitudes. What's the problem with going back to 25% capacity in the restaurant? Life will continue. We need to stop moaning, face the reality and do the right thing. It's as simple as that. Yeah, you bunch of fucking whiners. You don't need money or a job. You live in beautiful Ontario. Just put that on your resume. You're part of Team Ontario. You help make COVID go away. This guy's so disconnected. That is such a tone-deaf thing to say. I think there's something to be said about the messaging and the idea of we're all in this together and we have all sacrificed. But yeah, it seemed almost patronizing. It was very, very patronizing. Yeah. Yep. You know? Another call at 519-772-4684. Who's this? Hello? Hi. 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 Oh, I heard uh, a different number came in, so I, I got confused. Sorry. Uh, my name's Andrew. How are you guys? We're doing great, great. Andrew. Great to have you on. What's up? Uh, I'm just calling to let you guys know, um, when I started listening to the podcast, uh, I felt so connected to it because it was at a time that everything in the news was always so right-wing and so left-wing and so politicized. And I always thought to myself, I feel like I'm so center of things. And does nobody else feel like me? Everything is so intense on one side and so intense on another. And yeah. Started listening to the podcast, and, and I love the, the realism that you guys bring to things, and even the back and forth when you guys, you know, argue a little bit. Um, yeah, it was just so nice to have a voice out there for people that aren't so extreme on the other side and so extreme on another. It just feels like you guys are really just right in the middle of things, and it's a, it's a great, vo- great voice to have because prior to that, I always felt like, why, why am I getting yelled at by, you know, people on one side and people on another? Where are the people just with logic in the center? <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's funny you say it like that, too, because I think there's more people in the middle than people realize. Yeah. I think there's a lot more people in the middle than there are extremes one side or the other. But that is a very, very loud group of people on both sides that are very, very, very vocal. So it's always sounds like there's more, but there really isn't. I think there's a lot more centered people just like you. Yeah, I think so. We just we don't realize we're all there and. There's sometimes a fear of saying things, and anything you say, you'll you kind of be attacked. You can say, "Hey, I got vaccinated, but I really hate masks," and then it's suddenly like, "Oh my God, are you an anti-vaxxer?" No, I just said I got vaccinated. Not everything is so black and white. So yeah, that's all I gotta say, guys. The show is great. Um, I love it. I just want to say thank you for being the voice of the center, and and keep on going. I'm a huge fan. Thank you, buddy. You have thank a great you. weekend and Merry Christmas. Okay. You as well. All right. It's. Uh... We try to be center. I mean, I I think that what has to prevail now, especially, is common sense. And when we use our common sense and we look at what's happening, the government's response does not match how the people feel, and it doesn't match what's happening on the ground. I mean, for them to come out and say 600 people in the ICU by New Year's Eve, I don't see how that happens, but maybe it will. Maybe it will. Okay, well... We can talk about that when it happens, but right now it seems fairly far-fetched. And you know what? We got, what, 165 people in the ICU right now? 165 is low. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. I, I feel what he's saying there when he's saying, you know, you mentioned one that you're almost afraid. You're walking on eggshells. Yeah. Like, even to question something. And it's not even like you're loud about it either. It's just like, you know, hang on a second. I have a couple questions about this booster shot that apparently I was supposed to wait six months, but now I don't have to wait six months. It's okay to question it. It's okay to ask questions. And wow, I think you're that's a piece of garbage I know, for asking, I know, Kat. like, then people <laughs> jump on you, like, how fucking dare you ask a question? Anti-vaxxer! Yeah, anti-vaxxer. Like, no, I've had Fuck both off. shots. I just have questions about the booster, and I'm confused why it's okay now all of a sudden. Or is it just okay if you're in Ontario? Or Because I'm pretty sure we all have the, the same kind of thing going on as humans. So how come over here it's not okay, but here it is? I That's a valid question. I'm just surprised you haven't been able to get your third dose with a, a little shot of fireball at the LCBO. Yeah. Oh, it's happening. When are they going to start vaxxing people at the LCBO? We've got the kits there anyway. That's we might next. as well vax you. That's got to be next, right? By Let's the way, they've managed to fuck that up too. What do you mean? The tests that are supposed to be at those LCBO locations, some of them, people lined up this morning before the LCBO opened. And they're like, yeah, we don't have them, guys. No idea when we're getting them. But it's on the government website that that particular location has them. There's been two or three people already, minimum, that have said, yeah, I showed up and they're not there. So... 
Way to fuck it up again. Gary, when you're done stacking the twisted teas, I'm going to need you to administer a third dose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You can find it right next to the California Reds over here. Uh, just line up right there. Pfizer's the got its own section. Yeah. Behind the Smirnoff ice is where you can find the Pfizer. <laughs> Move those Durango coolers to get the AstraZeneca. You know. Like, We're stuck in where the wild vine was because no one wanted that shit anyway. <laughs> I threw it out. <laughs> I'll bet you they sell a lot of wild vines at Christmas from people that don't really know wine. They yeah. just want to give a gift. Yeah. Oh, and it's cheap, too. Oh, here you go. Here's some oh, wild so vines. Here's a $2 bottle of wine. What could go wrong? Fuck. So cheap, it must be delicious. <laughs> Hidden gem right here. Why is that not in the vintages? Are you, you're both wine drinkers. Yeah. Yeah. Are you savvy enough to know like an expensive bottle or a cheap bottle? I Hold on. Before you answer that, I want to say, I think I know how you're going to answer. <laughs> okay. I, good guess. Uh, I, I have. Tell a, me what I'm going to say, Dave. No. Tell me what's on my mind. No. <laughs> I have a feeling Scott thinks he knows like absolutely no questions asked. If he were to do a blind taste test, he would be 10 out of 10. Am I right about he that? He assumes he would be 10 at a time. Right, yeah. Statistically speaking, <laughs> based right. on the modeling that I did, there's a 100% chance that I'll get that 100% I, right. I think I could get him. I think yeah. I could get Scott. Yeah, like if we did an actual blind taste test, I think that I could get him on that. I, my To answer your question, there are some very expensive wines that taste like foot. Not very good. So it's hard to tell. Is it's one not of them like, called foot? There is a bear, barefoot. There is a barefoot. barefoot. There, you're not wrong. The there whole is a label bear. is gross. The, the, this tastes like toe fungus. It's just a foot. It's just a foot. What branding is that? Yeah, you don't. I think they were trying to go with like a beach theme, like oh, footprints in the sand, but it's just a foot. I don't know. I don't know. But there are some that I've had that you know people have busted out that are showy, show offy. You know, like oh, I got this bottle great, and I take a sip, I'm like. Fuck, I could have gone for a $20 bottle and been way more happy with yep. it. So, yeah, I think there's a... No, there's no way to tell. Honestly, I don't think... There are some ways to tell, but for the most part, it could surprise you. So if we just did a flight of red wines and I had the prices set on my side and I knew exactly which was yeah. which, so you think you'd be able to or some um, of them? You'd be like a 50-50. I might be... I, I, would, I think I'd do okay. I think yeah. I would do okay. I think Kat would do okay as well. I also think that with me, I couldn't tell you necessarily specifically what bottle it is, but I could tell you 100% where it's from, whether it's California, Interesting. whether it's France, whether it's South America, whether it's Italian. I can tell you that, and I could probably tell you the varietal. I, I could tell you tell if it's you. a Merlot, a Cab Sav, a Pinot Noir. I could probably get those right. Scott, I, I think this is now. Now's the time, Cat, to tell him this is actually an intervention. This is not a podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but red wine is medicinal. You it's good have for you. drank every wine across the world, and we would like to talk to you about <laughs> that. Right. Well, different regions do have different tastes. I think you can yeah. tell. There are some I totally agree with you, but I, I I wouldn't be able to personally do that. I would take my best ga- best shot. Best shot is you know it's in New Zealand, and I'm probably going to be wrong. It's probably in Australia. You fucking idiot, cat. You know, but I would try my best. I wouldn't know. Fucking anti-vaxxers that think you know the wines. (laughs) I wouldn't know the difference between something from California, something from Australia, and something made in a basement in Elmira. I would not know the difference. Do you not like, do you like wine? Or Eh. if it's there, you'll have a sip at like a wedding, for example? Yeah, maybe. I think if I'm going to do that, it's white wine. It's white. Right, I'm not super into that. I don't know. Yeah. You're also not a huge fan of the taste of alcohol, though. Like, if you're offered a choice, you're going to take a a polar bear over a shot of straight vodka. You don't know that. (laughs) Yeah, actually. Would you do a tequila popper? He can still taste the last ones. <laughs> That's such a good story. That's why Dave was off for the last couple of weeks. He was reliving his trip to the Dominican Republic. The PTSD from a tequila popper. It's real, my friends. So Dr. Brown yesterday continued his news conference and, uh, you know, I, I like certain people that I follow on Twitter, but sometimes I wish they wouldn't retweet me. I got a retweeted by uh, Anthony Fury at the Toronto Sun yesterday. And there's a whole legion of people that just like to wait for him to tweet so they can pounce all over it. Sure. It's kind of like the the they want to drown out the comments that support him and make it look like everybody disagrees with him. A lot of them are bots, but he retweeted me. So I was in Twitter fucking hell yesterday oh, replying, no. getting all kinds of shit. But he did ask a very fair question, I thought, of Dr. Brown during this 
modeling data. Listen to this and then listen to how easily he gets blown off by another public servant. Yeah, speaking of hospitalizations, I understand the prevailing concerns justifying the measures you recommend are that we will see 400 or 500 persons in the ICU. A massive amount of the provincial budget goes into the healthcare system. And there are a lot of people paid a lot of money to manage this system. But why do you think it is that they have failed to properly manage for this presumably preventable moment where the burden is now once again expected to fall on regular people? I think that's an unfair uh, statement about some very, very hard work by people within our system over the last while. Uh, if uh, you take a look at what they've done in terms of moving patients around the province to try to manage load, uh, if you look at how hard doctors and nurses have worked, I don't think that uh, the assertion that they've mismanaged and failed uh, the people of Ontario is, is fair or true. All right. Listen, he blew off the question, and the question was very straightforward. He was talking about those hospital executives, those CEOs, the ones that are making six and seven figures to run the hospitals. It's been two years of COVID. Is this the fourth or the fifth wave? This is the fifth I've wave, isn't it? I track a while ago. I don't know. Well, five waves later, how do we still have to shut down society every time there's a new variant? Why is that happening? Why, again, does it fall onto all of us when the hospitals, even if you take away all the shit and underfunding prior to COVID, since COVID, they've been exceptionally well-funded, given everything they've asked for. How do we still have this crisis of ICU beds? That was one of my questions, Scott, and it's a great point. It's one of the questions that I have is, yes, it's been two years now. So how can we have an increase that, that unit? And I'm not saying like, oh, just bring in more people to slowly die. It's fine, guys. Open up. I'm saying, though, that apparently it's been tight and there aren't enough ICU beds anyway. This has actually been a problem since before COVID. For those that don't know, ICUs all over the province have been at capacity and struggling and have had to move patients to other hospitals because they're small. So what have they done to manage that? Instead of spending, you know, millions and and in some cases billions of dollars elsewhere here in this country, we should also probably have addressed that. Or did we? Like, I feel like there's not a clear answer as to, oh, they used to have, you know, seven beds. Now they have 20 here. And there's is there a clear place that I can go to to see how many beds and what they've done in the last two years to help that? Yeah, I mean, we've only got aggregated data, and yeah, sure, there was probably a lot of cracks in the system leading up to COVID, but it's been two years. Maybe you blame wave one and wave two on previous underfunding. That's certainly not the case anymore. They've got an exceptional budget to work with, and frankly, I don't understand why there is a problem at this point. Two years to get beds in place, to get proper procedures in place, to avoid this shit. And this is one of the reasons why I wonder if in the States, because it's a different animal there, it seems, that they don't give as much of a shit. Because that's your money that you're spending. You come to the ICU, you do that to yourself, and you're spending money. It's not It's not government money. It's your money. You're paying for this. Mm-hmm. So come, enjoy a bed. Come. No problem here, because it's your money. And they don't really care as much. Where it's like, we know that's our money. So are you spending our money the right way and making sure that these hospitals are covered? Have you hired a lot more people? Are you doing your best to make sure that you can hire more people? Uh, These these are just the questions I'd love to get clear answers on because I feel like nothing's ever clear. I would like clarity on one thing. Yeah. Do you think at any point in any strategy sessions, any... um, uh, you know, closed door boardroom meetings. Do you think at any point Doug Ford suggested, eh, I see you bunk beds. Have we given that any thought? <laughs> like, I call the top. Yeah, yeah. Do you think do you think there was ever any like crazy ideas that they're like, why are you in this meeting? Like, you Guys, here? my friends, you'd have so much more room for activities. Folks. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Doug. Oh. So many so many activities in there. It'd be great. It was such an unnecessary shot at Doug. I don't know why I went there. <laughs> he was not even part of this okay. conversation. But if he had It's easy. To... That's why, Dave. Yeah, it's, it's easy. Yeah, I guess. I took the low-hanging fruit, didn't I? That would be his, but we can just put the bleach inside people, right? And that'll just kill the oh, COVID. See? Yeah. That would have yeah. been his moment. I forgot about that. Man. Ugh. Let's do one more from yesterday. A reporter asked a fairly straightforward question. If restricting the big venues is now in place, will that help? Is that enough to stop the spread of Omicron? From Christopher Harp at CP24. 
Hello, Dr. Brown. Uh, what else beyond limiting indoor capacity in venues with a thousand or more regular occupants do you think is needed when you speak of new public health measures? And how does this model specifically define a circuit breaker? So uh, on the last question, you know, the, there's a range with a circuit breaker that we're considering. What we're really talking about when we talk about a circuit breaker is reducing contacts uh, by 50% uh, and uh, pushing uh, the level of vaccine administration, boosters and to children, and even uh, first vaccines, up to about a total of 250,000 to 350,000 a day. Uh, it's um, is the question about the public health measures. It's specifically those things that reduce contacts. And so that may be capacity limitations in different settings. Uh, it may be a stronger enforcement of masking indoors. Uh, I think we've all seen um, some diminution uh, in people actually following, you know, wearing, uh, wearing a mask properly. Uh, it's not really anything set of uh, any sort of new things uh, that we haven't seen before. It's those core uh, public health measures. Are you ready for a circuit breaker? Because that's what he wants. Him and Dr. Uni, the, these guys are lockdown enthusiasts, is what I called them yesterday. This is like a recreational activity for them when they lock down the public and then go and spend all their money. Do you think that that's what's going to happen here? Or is anybody going to address whether or not this is actually something that we should give a shit about? Because right now, all indications are that the people who get it and aren't asymptomatic end up with a runny nose. Okay, my non-medical question or non-medical professionalism question, I yeah. guess, should be uh, if we've been told that the vaccines help to stop mutations and help that uh, help them not get worse, these, these, uh, these viruses. So if they are growing in the unvaccinated, then these gatherings, do they give more of a chance for this to get worse? To mutate again. Yeah, again and again and again. And if they're talking about how, how uh, it, it, it mutates at a much more rapid pace than any other kind, are we, are we being too, too laid back now then? I mean, the, maybe the question ends up becoming, how, when does it ever stop? When does it ever stop? Mm -hmm. When I, we I say it's going to yeah. stop, it's got to end when people stop putting up with this bullshit. Frankly, uh, for these guys to, did anybody invite them to go to Queens Park and put out modeling data? Was that an invitation from Doug or something like that? Or did they just show up and hold a news conference? I don't understand why we're giving these people any credibility anyway on television. It's a very, very, very scary thing for a lot of people when they hear 10,000 cases a day within a week, yeah. 600 yeah. people in the ICU, shut it down, mm -hmm. circuit breaker this, eliminate your contacts, that. Who cares if there's if you had 25 people coming over for Christmas, cut it to seven and fuck everybody. They've got to stop this shit. At some point, we've got to stop the shit. Yeah, and, like what do we do, right? That's the, that's the question is like... When you feel like you've done everything you're supposed to do and you still have these pe people screaming, oh, God, lock it down, circuit breaker and saying all these things. What more do you want from us? Right. Is the question. And I'm, when does it stop? Are we only in the middle of this? Like, for the love of God, yeah. where are we at? And nobody has a crystal ball. But do we at a certain point just agree? Let's just live our lives because for some countries seem to be going that direction. Yes, they are. Where they're like, fuck it. I hear that completely, and then I wonder, as a counterpoint to that, us saying, ah, we're tired of it. It doesn't, it doesn't mean it's going away. It doesn't, like, is this being, if we're lax here, is this going to cause things to get worse? And that's my question because I don't know the answer. Okay, well, I'm going to suggest that we have almost 90% vaccinated. Remember back at the beginning of this when the goal was, eh, if we get somewhere between 60 and 70% vaccinated, we'll hit herd immunity. That was a fallacy. It was a myth, apparently, because it never happened. So now we're at almost 90% vaccinated. We've got the, the numbers are even higher in the most vulnerable risk groups. Now there's kids getting vaccinated. Great. We've got other people getting booster shots. If you want one, good for you. Great. Frankly, I don't know what more they expect from us. I really don't. You want us to sit, up, uh, sit there and put up with another circuit breaker style lockdown? Because we're not doing the regional approach anymore. Remember, they changed it. It's going to be a provincial approach again this time. That's why, That's the difference between Delta and Omicron. We got to do it provincially. Can't do it regionally anymore. So that being the case, given that we've done what we were supposed to do, we're not supposed to be in this situation. The only thing I can think of is it's really time 
for Dr. Uni and Dr. Brown to fade into the sunset. You guys just go back to whatever the fuck you were doing before COVID and leave us alone. We will carry on with our lives, taking regular, normal, basic, common sense procedures. We're going to get the teachers better masks. We're going to put better protocols in the school because that's where an epic amount of spread is coming from. But otherwise, we're going to uh, still leave the vaccines available, but we're going to order a fuck ton of the therapeutics. If you happen to catch it, if you happen to get really sick, we now know that Merck and Pfizer have pills that will prevent you from going to the ICU. Yeah, I mean, you you go in on day one or day two, they give you the pill by day three or day four, you're fine. Why are we not relying on these drugs, which are there? Pfizer says it works. And apparently we always take Pfizer's word for it. We don't need to actually do much. If they say it's good, it's good. So why aren't we taking pills? There's a lot of people out there who won't take that intramuscular vaccine for whatever reason. And that's their choice. Drugs different. You swallow a drug, you pee it out a couple hours later. But it does its job. If we have these, why aren't we using them? If there's a threat that the hospitals could get overrun, where is this Merck drug and this Pfizer drug? Why isn't that a top priority? If we're trying to preserve ICU capacity and stop people from dying, hello, this seems like a no-brainer to me. Because I wish if we could look into a crystal ball and figure out what's going on, and let's say mutations continue, and let's say it's we're all the way at Zeta, we fucking completely run this goddamn alphabet out. What do we, what's the best course of action now? Like, what do we do? Do we carry on? Do we push those therapeutics? Do we push those other things and just kind of be like, this is it, guys? Or do we continue to lock down? Open up, lock down, open up. No, I, you know, no more lockdowns. I, I think probably the best approach is Doug or Chrissy or whoever should just trot out there again. And they should just say, okay, listen, it's Christmas time. We get it. You're sick and tired of us. You're sick and tired of the shit. You're sick and tired of being shit on by people like Dr. Peter Uni who had that incredibly condescending clip uh, from the CBC (laughs) last night. You're tired of it. We get it. So here's what we're going to do. The hospitals will take patients until they can't take patients anymore. Let's hope to God they don't Mm -hmm. get overrun. You, all we're asking is take some common sense, do the basics. If you can, try and limit your gatherings at Christmas. Please always wear a mask. If you can gather with only vaccinated people, that'd be even better. If you end up in the hospital, we will do what we've always done. We will take care of you when you're sick or we'll at least do our best. But otherwise, the government's going to stay out of your lives for a while and we're going to let you guys call the shots because that's one thing that has never happened. They have never treated adults like adults. They have uh, put a leash on us and dragged us up and down restriction and lockdown lane and they have never once said, you guys are adults. You're on your own. You're on your, not even you're on your own because you know what? If the worst happens, despite your best efforts, you still manage to catch the virus and you still manage to get sick enough that you ended up having to go to the emergency room. Okay, well, we've got lots and lots and lots of ventilators if it comes to that, God forbid. Or we've got these wonderful new drugs from Pfizer and Merck. Here you go. Take a couple of these, go home and sleep it off. You'll be back on your feet in a day or two. I don't understand why we're still going down this. And of course, the reminders, get your booster shot or get your your vaccine if you're unvaxxed, that sort of thing. I really don't understand why at this point, with everything we have in front of us as tools, we're ignoring the main tool that we have, therapeutics. Why are we doing that? No, it's an open-ended question. What do you think? Uh, I just want to go back to one thing you said, just because I think it's, I have a different mentality to this. I think I'm sick of it isn't a good enough reason to uh, to stop listening to professionals um, or those who have studied something longer than I have because I am sick of it. I am so sick of it. But if I let that be how I make my decisions, then I'm no better than everyone else who who isn't doing what they're supposed to be doing. I was at a Leaf game last week and I had to go get a test because now all of a sudden it was a hot spot. And I'm like, why? And I'm looking around the building and they have rules like a third of people are following yeah, them. Like yeah. it, it's yeah. so we want to trust people that they're going to do their part, but I'm worried that people aren't going to do their part. Mm-hmm. And and because of them saying, "Well, I'm sick of it. I've done my part." We're still in this thing. This isn't done. No, nah, it's done. <laughs> it's, it's, over. Done. it's over. It's done. It's over. It has been officially declared. It is over. Put it, <laughs> put it all behind a curtain somewhere. Let some people deal with it. Yeah. My only concern has always been the hospitals, and it still is the hospitals. And that's why I'm looking at those numbers more so than anything else. I just feel like there's so much suffering in terms of people losing their jobs 
and and the amount of money that the government is paying for people to stay home, some of which haven't even gone back to work because the paycheck's decent from the government and has decided to stay home. That's another thing. Like for me, I would like to carry on, but I'm looking at the hospitals. That's the only thing I care about. Do you think anybody named their kids Serb during this? Probably. Had a baby named Serb. If they hate their baby. (laughs) (laughs) Before we wrap this segment on After 9 up, one more time, just a reminder, everyone. We need to change our attitudes. What's the problem with going back to 25% capacity in the restaurant? Uh, What's the problem with that? Yeah, yeah, fire three quarters of the staff, the rest of them, they can work on 25% of their wages or their tips. Yeah, fuck everybody. Life will continue. We need to stop moaning, face the reality and do the right thing. It's as simple as that. That's a man from Ontario's science advisory table. Stop your moaning. Suck it up, buttercup. Get some meatballs. Sleep in the restaurant. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Sell your condo. What a fucking dumb thing to say. That was an awful, awful, awful take for him to to be out with on on the the state broadcaster doing that last night. That is just deplorable. Awful. Okay, guys. Um... Are there other things to talk about? No, no, there are other things. Well, listen, though. This is, this is, these people, Uni and Brown, regular people are, they would just be going about their lives and they'd still be wearing their masks and going for their boosters and shit. These people have ramped up the fear so fucking high. They've ratcheted it up like it's unattainable to get anything else done except hear the latest Omicron fucking news. And frankly, I don't know why. I really don't. Even Justin Trudeau, he did his uh, year-end interview with the Canadian press yesterday. Here's what he had to say. The decisions and choices that Canadians make over the next week or two will determine just how bad the pandemic will be over the rest of the winter. Like, Justin, you get the same news that we do. Do you actually believe that? Or have you started listening to these doctors, too, that want to shut everything down again? Because I'm sorry, we've got to look at it similar to the way Doug spun it the other day. We're not locking down. It's not an option. It's not. Unless the hospitals are overrun and we're triaging and treating people outside in the goddamn parking garage, there's really no reason to shut down. There's not. There's no evidence that our hospitals are going to get overrun, except for whatever it was that they were trying to spin yesterday on that uh, modeling data. Uh, Frankly, it was... I was shocked watching that. But if we can, let's get to a couple other things that have nothing to do with COVID. Okay. They've canceled the Bruins-Habs game tomorrow because of COVID. They played with no fans last night. It's a sports conversation. (laughs) And that was was quite the rewind watching the crowd. Yesterday I flipped to it and I'm like, oh, sorry, the lack of crowd, I should say. Watching those empty seats being like, oh, no. It's almost like I had a little slight PTSD again. And it didn't even happen that long ago. The seats were empty. I was like, oh, no. Oh, great. Here come the logo tarps. Yeah, they kept them. You know know they kept them for reasons. They knew. Oh, yeah, got to tarp it all up again. Uh, Someone go get the Molson tarp. For section 118. But they don't want to sponsor again. Well, we can't cover it up now. Just fucking keep it on. Turn it upside down then. (laughs) Draw a new logo on it. Amazon wants in. Just draw it. Whatever. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I had a crazy sports weekend planned. Oh, yeah. Man, I'm sad that you... I'm sorry that you had to skip this weekend. It sounds badass. Yeah, I had to can it. It was going to go to Detroit and do a Pistons game at noon on Saturday, uh, a Red Wings game Saturday night, the Lions and Cardinals NFL game on Sunday, and then go back to the Pistons uh, game on Sunday night because Kyle Lowry and the Miami Heat were going to be there. Amazing. Yeah, would have been great, but now I don't know what the hell's going to happen at the border, and and I'm like, I don't want to get stuck there. Too oh, nervous to cross a it a week before Christmas. I assumed your wife said no. Okay, no, no, all no, right. No, no, well, no. where were you going to stay in Detroit? There's some nice places. Are they, there? They get have the fuck out of here. No, no there's not. Nice places you, yeah. in Listen, Detroit. There's some nice places. It's not. All, Nobody wants uh, to go to Detroit. What's Detroit, wrong they with end you guys? There. There's, it's not all eight mile. Like it, it's like the downtown Detroit uh, near the stadiums has been revitalized and it's beautiful. Okay, it's really nice. I'll take your word for it. I haven't been in years. It's been years since I went there. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. So I, I'm now not going. I'm not doing this um, out of... Uh, Just fear that you're going to get stuck in the States? Well, you don't want to spend I'm, Christmas in Detroit? What's wrong with you? Well, that's a little extreme. I don't want to spend Christmas in Detroit. Um, yeah, and I'm supposed to see family over the holidays. And from what I'm understanding about the way that they're dealing with things south of the border in Michigan, 
skin is it's not great. And I, I don't want to be exposed to that and then bring that back to some family members that are immunocompromised. And, mm-hmm. and I don't I don't want that to happen. So I, you know, I had a, a, an abundance of caution and responsibility, I guess, a sense of responsibility, if you will. I'm like, well, I guess I'm not going to do it. Did you drop the out of an abundance of caution line? I did. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Look at you. I, I used yeah. that yesterday, too. I didn't want to, but I had to. Out, an av- uh, out of an abundance of caution, you're not invited to Christmas anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But there's a lot of that. Like now people who don't have season tickets to things are getting refunds yes. if they have tickets to games. Yes. What? Why is it that people find that so unfair, by the way? A lot of leagues are doing it that way. You're a season ticket holder. You're in. I think it's fair. And there were people screaming like, well, fuck you. You're only doing it for rich people then. Is that really how mm. you see it? Like, I, I thought that was a little unfair. Like, they're season ticket holders. That means they're pretty loyal. They are giving the money. Yes, indeed. It has to do with money. But buying a ticket for, you know, a, a concert or or whatever, an, any kind of event, means that you had money to do it anyway. Why are people screaming that that's so unfair? Yeah, I mean, th- really, just... It's a bitchy thing to do. When you look at season's ticket holders, most clubs now call them season's ticket members. It's very simple. This is a person who's made a firm commitment to the team. I'm not just buying one ticket. I'm buying two tickets for every game this season. If you go to a a furniture store and you want to buy five couches, you're going to get better customer service than if you want to buy one couch. That's all there is to it. It just works that way. If you go back to the same dealership to buy all your cars, you'll get loyalty discounts. There's a lot of advantages to being a season ticket holder. The problem is people have probably priced out how much would Raptor season's tickets be? How much would Leaf season's tickets oh, be? Oh God. It's fucking astronomical. Yes, yeah. it is. It's not yeah. it's not reasonable. You, you can't take a family to to a Leaf game. No. But if you want to be a season's ticket member for say the Toronto Rock, okay, it's less than 300 bucks for every home game that season and you get a free jersey. Like, that's a great deal. Yeah. If you want to be a season ticket holder for the Buffalo Bills, great. You get, uh, what is it, eight, nine home games this year, and you'll you'll be in the upper deck for sure, but you can get those for under mm-hmm. $500. And you, you can start s- to move your way down, too. Like, the longer you are a season ticket holder, you have you opportunities to, to, to upgrade. Yeah, yeah. My, my parents did that with the Kitchener Rangers. They, they got their way, they kind of made their way down a little bit. Catch Dad became the coach. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, he's playing. It was fucking Wait, crazy. Wait, what? If you want to be a Leaf season ticket holder, you sell your house. That's how it works, right? Yeah. TFC yeah. is another one. That's uh, affordable. That's affordable. Uh, the oh, Argos really? are affordable. Tie Cats. But I, I just, I don't know. I found that to be a fair, reasonable way to do it. Was season ticket holders are in. Everybody else, sorry. I'm I, guessing I, season ticket holders can still sell their tickets, though, right? They can. Yeah. yeah so I, I sell my Bills tickets all the time. I only yeah. go to a couple of games a year, but they I actually sell them, and it pays off the season tickets. Yeah. When uh, Tom Brady was playing in New England. Selling those tickets, because I am a season ticket holder for the Bills, uh, selling the tickets to that game almost covered both tickets for the entire season. Wow. Just Thank you, Tom. Even Tom Brady's making you rich. Look well, at that. Certain games, though. I mean, if it's uh, uh, the Patriots, the Steelers always bring in good money for their tickets because sure. it's not a long drive from Pittsburgh yeah. and so on and so forth. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, uh, don't shit on the season ticket concept just because Leaf and Raptors tickets are too expensive. They are. You're not wrong. But there's a lot of other great teams in this city where it won't cost you nearly as much and you actually get really, really good value. See, Scott tell- sells his, like, high-end Bills tickets, and then he goes and watches the Bengals uh, or the, or the Jets. So you're like, oh, that's all I got left. Well, <laughs> like, I mean, this is it. If you're a season ticket holder for this Sunday, there's fucking zero people in the greater Buffalo area that are willing to pay a dollar to go and see Carolina play. So, I mean, this weekend you take a bit of a loss, but it makes itself up when they play like the Eagles or something sure. like that. You can sell those tickets for a lot of money. And a shout-out to the good people of Orchard Park, New York, who let us park on their lawns when you go down there. They make good money for that. Yeah. Oh, my lawn looks like shit but i made twenty dollars <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true it's really like 20 bucks an axle come on in i have a question our lotteries this is going to sound shocking for the americans that listen to after nine because you guys have got powerball and we know you've had powerball jackpots that were like half a billion dollars yeah they, way more, they have way more people trillion though it's dollars. all it's all you know it's, it makes sense we're falling all over ourselves Probably going to be lineups tonight, shortly before the lines close, to get Lotto Max tickets for a $70 million jackpot tonight. And then there's 11 more draws for a million dollars apiece. Dave, you wake up tomorrow morning, you look at the ticket, holy shit, you matched all numbers. You won $70 million. First thing you do. 
very first thing I do. You're going to call me, right? Changing my phone number. Yeah. Immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the very first thing I do. And then I'm going to create a list of grievances and then call each person that I have them with and say, just so you know, here's why I'm not happy with you. See ya. Do you want me to get Dr. Uni's number for you? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I'm going to need some yeah. numbers. Listen here, you fuck. I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> would you give Would you give a lot away? And I don't mean, of course, you're going to help out, you know, your, your close family. But like, what about, I don't know, like people that you I don't know, work with sometimes on a podcast and stuff. Would that mm-hmm. ever, mm-hmm. would that ever, you know, cross your mind to like, like, hey, why don't I check in with my buddy Scott and see if he wants me to help pay off his mortgage? Oh, absolutely. Really? $70 yeah. million. Dollars. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Like, I would. Yeah. I would pay yours off. I would pay, well, yours is pretty, like, there's going to be a lot. Yeah. I would pay whatever Dave's is. I'm paying that much for yours. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm absolutely doing that. Okay, yeah. so, Cat, yeah. same question. You win $70 million. What's your first move? Fuck. Yeah, I mean. Book a flight? Like, are you out? Like, Get away. She is out like freestyle. I would. I would yeah. She I will be, be yeah. gone. I'd be like, hey, Dave, I'm going to take a week off. Sorry for the short notice. I would still work, by the way. No, you stop it. Yes, stop I that bull crap. would work. No, you, you wouldn't. Do, Radio do you when you don't me? have to give a fuck is great. I think I've yes, told. I would be a little more loosey goosey. No, I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you would make you my me? job more difficult. Would, yeah. would you trust me? And keep in mind, guys, Dave is the boss for those that, that maybe are newer podcast listeners or don't know. Would you trust me if I was like, yeah, I went $70 million, but I'm coming to work on Monday. I'll be there. Would you be nervous? No. No, okay, I would good. not trust you. I, oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're like, oh, awesome. Dave, trust me. No, no, I don't. Trust me. And I'm going to tell you why. So I worked with somebody who won like $2 bucks, Like it was an encore, something like that. I can't remember what it was. Wow, they won really? $2 million and uh, they worked in a, in a receptionist position. And they were like, no, you know what? I'm going to keep working. I'm going to keep working because I want to keep busy. And, and we're all like, oh, OK. The literal first sniff of bullshit that she had to deal with, whether it was like, hey, the boss needs pens. She's like, I'm out. Why am I doing Fuck this? That. Lit- <laughs> like, I swear to God, the first thing that she didn't want to do. And, and sh- she's got a few money so she yeah. can say, no, I, I don't want to go get you pens. No, I don't want to do a coffee run. And I have the money to say, I don't want to do it. There is not a snowball's chance in hell that you last. You may think you will, and you may think, I'm going to stick around because I like doing it. But the minute you wake up one day, you know, at 3.30 in the morning and you go, I'm still tired. That's all it takes for you to go, I'm never doing this again. I swear to God, I I, I know for a fact that would be what would happen. Just so I'm clear, Cat wins $70 million. And she's already said she's going to pay off your mortgage. You're going to fire her over what she might say you on the radio. You can't fire me for the amount of money that I win. No, I wouldn't That's fire you. That's discrimination, you, you that- piece of shit. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't fire you. Stop discriminating against the differently financially able. Yeah, I wouldn't fire you, but I also know that I wouldn't be able to rely that you're around for the long haul. But, but You'll you be know on from me. midnight until 5 a.m. Do, yeah. do you think I'm going to change as a person? I'm a pretty loyal, hard worker. I think that I wouldn't change. I know, you think I, I would not. just change? Like I'd walk in with like a backwards hat and shit and chains and be like, fuck you, Dave. No, I don't think that you would all of a sudden become some heathen and terrible human being, like awful person to put on the radio i just think that you would be like i don't need this like the first time you deal with something you don't love to do any part of your job and everybody's job has something they don't love doing the first I love time all of it yeah i bet the i love first every minute time <laughs> I, i'm gonna start handing over some i'm gonna delegate some duties to cat <laughs> see how much you love it um the, <laughs> she she calls herself the uh, your assistant because she stapled the schedule on the it's court true, board. i do well, well, you know i, mean, I call myself the apd and i'm not yeah. she yeah. used four staples to put it on the wall <laughs> he ordered business cards by the way they're coming it oh, says good. apd on good it. mine says certified genius um <laughs> i legit i honest to god don't like i i don't think you would be around for long. Yeah. Look, I'd retire early. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but like next I'm Wednesday. <laughs> like, I'm it's con- that no. early. No. No, you're wrong, sir. I don't think I so. I hope I win so I can prove you wrong. I, yeah, sure. Great. Scott, You, but I know you. You do the same thing. You're like, the first time you have to get up and do something you don't want to do. Scott might leave. You'd be like, you know what? I, I just don't need it. I, I don't I, need I, it. I, I, no, I think you're wrong. I do. I Why? think that Would you work? I've got it all planned out in my head. Okay, tell me. So I have a dream. One day, here's the I famous, here's the Scott dream. version of I have a dream. Can, can I just stop you there? <laughs> I bet you you're speech- X-rated. I know. <laughs> then I fucked it. <laughs> no, 
I have a dream. No, no, no you don't. No, no, no. You're not going to beat that speech. Try again. That is, no. As it turns well, out, this is my last show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I'll allow here is I had a dream. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> my dream is to one day own my own plane. Oh. I want to own a jet. Right. So if right. I won the 70 million and I know it's not instant, it's probably going to take several months before I get my money and I'm not going to get the 70 million if I take the lump sum, but I don't really want it spread out over 25 years either. So I'd have some tough choices to make, but I would absolutely buy a plane. And as it turns out, my brother happens to uh, do management of airplanes. So he's great at that sort of thing. He'll even find the plane I want for me. So that's good. I get the plane. Then I drive even further because my first stop will be at the airport right over there. I'm going to drive to Dave's house and then I'm going to pick up Dave and we're both going to go to Kat's house and then we're going to have a whole fucking Oprah style. You get a mortgage paid. You get a mortgage paid. But I I think that's the best way I could help. I don't have a runway either. So if you're going to the airport first and getting your plane and then coming to my house, I got nowhere for you to land. I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, it's got to fuel up. So I'll drive to your house. Oh, while it's getting ready. Okay, I get it now. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I would buy a plane and, and probably the five or ten closest people to me, I would pay off their mortgage because I think it's better to do that than give them, say, a million dollars or half a million dollars because... How different would your life be if you didn't pay that mortgage every month? Yeah. If huge. you didn't get that bill from the bank every month, your life would completely change without a handout per se. Hello, bank. I won't be needing overdraft anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can cancel my overdraft plan. You can pay the penalty too for putting that big of a lump sum down. You're good with that? Good. As long as that's covered too. Was he, was he going to care about that? But then okay, you haven't answered the question about work, though. You're going to buy a plane. Now what? So when I have my plane, I intend to travel a lot. And yeah. the best part is Uh-oh. I can play golf anywhere in the world. So my plan is if I wake up tomorrow morning and think to myself, oh, there's snow here. You know, there's not snow in North Carolina. I'm going to uh, wheels up, head down and go play some golf in North Carolina. I will take the Comrex with me and do the show from <laughs> wherever in the world I happen to be. But you will not. He will not. He'll forget to plug it in and we'll we'll be sitting there. So what happens if you get, let's say you get a phone call and they say, we would like you to play uh, St. Andrews. Let's let's give you a a world-class golf experience. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. We can only get you in tomorrow morning at 8 (gasps) a.m. So you're going to go, hey, sorry, guys, I got to work. I can't do it. Well, as someone who in almost 20 years has not used a single sick day, same. I haven't ever used a sick day either. Not one. I will be sick that day because <laughs> I'm not turning down that opportunity. <laughs> but no, I would I mean? make every effort to continue doing the show. I would at least continue doing the Yeah, podcast. but then you're going to run into someone cool at St. Andrews. You're going to make friends with like fucking Kevin Hart or some shit. I don't know why he'd be there, but he's there all of a sudden. And then you make friends with him and he invites you to his mansion to have dinner with his family. And the next day... You, you know, you're feeling a little hungover. You know, it's a snowball effect. I, I mean, I yes. do hear what you're saying there. You're going to live some good Cause, life. Because you're gallivanting. I mean, if I stay put, I'm more likely to actually work here. I would do it. I love doing my job. I just don't particularly feel like I need to be here to do it. I can do my job from anywhere in the world. Okay. Especially on my plane. <laughs> I'll get a plane with some fucking satellite Wi-Fi. <laughs> you have to have a good connection. I got a Wi-Fi up here. <laughs> Speaking of Kevin Hart, I just saw him on TV. He's golfing with Tiger Woods this weekend, isn't he? Oh, that. <laughs> I got the joke immediately. And I'm looking at Kat and I don't think she does. So this weekend, Tiger Woods is in a tournament with his son. Okay, I knew that. His Kevin son Hart is just is, little. Kevin Hart is about the same height gotcha. as Tiger's son. Aww. <laughs> the best was uh, they had celebrity reading mean tweets for the first time in a long time. Jimmy Kimmel this week and Kevin Hart read a mean tweet. It was like, theory, Kevin Hart is Shaq's dick. They, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? They made that same joke on a roast that he was on. Pete Davidson so did it. Pete Davidson looked over and he goes, uh, Shaq and Kevin Hart are sitting beside each other and he goes, oh, it's good to see Shaq's dick made it out tonight oh. and, and pointing at Kevin Hart. Yeah, that's that's a hilarious uh, joke. I'd say poor Kevin Hart, but man, that guy's so rich, oh, so care. successful. Yeah, he shouldn't care. Make he fun shouldn't. of his height. Sure, go ahead. Yeah, like, what, do you, what do you got? Last thing I want to talk about here quickly is, and I, I just don't understand where we're at with this. Dave, maybe you'll know because you're one of the executives in the telecommunications industry <laughs> here in Canada. right. I, I got, oh, I'm an APD. You haven't even looked at me uh, once. True, you're right. <laughs> With all those credentials, I should totally ask you as well. I think it's more of a UPD. It's like a, um, PD? No. <laughs> yeah, continue. Um, 
I got that text message from Bell Mobility yesterday that you're 95% of your data. Here, click here to add more. I have uh, four different phones on my account. And, and the kids' phones are in there and yada, yada, yada. And one of the phones was over its monthly data. So I phoned Bell and they're like, yeah, $50 in overages. And, and I said, okay, well, how about the other three lines that are completely under their data? Can we not like just look the other way on over by 0.31 gigs of data when I've got like four, five, six gigs of unused data on the other ones? Why can't we do that? It's all coming to me. They're all in my name. I get billed for all those phones. What difference does it make? Why am I paying for data that I'm not using, but you're charging me extra for data that I didn't want? And then you're oh, you're sitting on hold forever while they go talk to the manager. And then they come back and they say, well, sir, uh, I just spoke to my manager. And it turns out that we're not able to dick you around if we do it that way. Yeah, we got to continue fucking you. So, no, we can't <laughs> allow you to do that. That's too common sense. Yeah. You're with the wrong phone company. That's Bell. And I don't. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't mean to say that because of Bell. No offense to Bell. If you worked for Bell especially, I'd say. We're with Chorus Entertainment. There's amazing deals at like TELUS, for example. Preferred employment. I, I actually save $30 a month on my phone. Listen, I sound like a commercial. You do sound but like I do. a commercial. I save like 30 No, I'm not kidding. I switched to it because I'm with Chorus Entertainment. And I actually spend way less money and got a way better package for me and my husband. But how is that? Bell's going to be like, you work for Chorus? Fuck you. <laughs> they can find out quicker. Wait a minute. Oh, one of yeah. our top competitors. More. Let me see what I can do. Charge her more. No, but I just mean you know you got to look into it. That if you're if you don't like that, because I guarantee you they'll have a better package and you'll probably spend less. Well, listen, I I do know that some influencers, when it comes to public policy, listen to this podcast, and one of the things that I think we should tackle is, especially with cell phone affordability, a topic that got discussed during the last election is maybe it's time to put a little common sense in there. It makes no sense that if you are allowed 10 gigs a month, but you only use six, you should absolutely, unequivocally, if you're getting charged for 10, be able to carry over nope. the four unused. But no cross-contamination allowed. But, nope. but they let you do that in America, and they let you do that all over the world. If you buy 10 gigs, but you don't use I, all 10, you can carry it over I to the next month, and you get 13 or 14. I, I don't disagree with you. It's ridiculous. I've had the exact same argument similar arguments in the past where I'm just like, I don't understand. Can't use your January data in February. <laughs> but what's the goddamn difference? I paid for the yeah, data. You did. And there's, ro- there's again, I just, I didn't want you to take a look at your company. That's all I'm saying. Because there's some places that will do the rollover and will let you do that. By the way, uh, Dave kind of alluded to it. Absolutely no one, nobody that answers your incoming call at Bell is authorized to authorize anything. <laughs> They're always going to have to ask somebody else for yeah. approval. I hope you enjoy that on hold music as always. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. <laughs> wow, we went an hour today, guys. Oh, shit. Gotta go. Uh, hope you guys have a great weekend. Good luck not catching Omicron. And if you do, very little in your life is going to change. You know, I'll chip in for the Kleenex. I'd like to apologize to doctors, uh, to anybody who won the lottery and did remain employed. Uh, Bell. Bell. We also have to apologize to Alexander Graham Bell himself. <laughs> The OG. Um, if he was still alive, he'd be pissed at what's going on here. We'd also like to apologize. That's to, not what I intended. To Kevin Hart uh, and also Shaquille O'Neal's penis uh, needs a big apology. Which probably doesn't look like Kevin Hart. I mean, I don't know. You don't know that. I don't know. It might be just as funny. They, <laughs> It'd be hilarious. I don't know. It had a Shaq's stand-up dick show. is hilarious. Yeah, you never know. Is that all the apologies? I feel like there's probably more. There's got to be more, but at this point... I don't think the podcast can go two hours. Are you keeping a scorecard of everyone that we've pissed off in this episode? If that's the case, then yeah, there's a lot more people to apologize to. Uh, And still, no apology to Doug Ford. What? No. No. Fuck you, Doug! See, and that that is exactly why right there. Yep. (laughs) You know what your problem is, Dave? Let me tell you what your problem is. You need to make a change right now. You need to change our attitudes. Mm. What's the... You need to change your attitude. Yeah, it is my fault, really. We need to change our attitudes. That's going to become a new clip on the show, isn't it? Yes, we it need is. to change our attitudes. Right. Anytime, oh, sorry. Anytime you say something Stop wrong. Stop your morning. <laughs> Stop your morning. Who needs a paycheck <laughs> every other week? Come on, everyone listening right now. We need to change our attitudes. If you're having 20 people over, nope, cutthroat. Stop your moaning. Yeah. Call, call like 75% of them, tell them, nope, you're out. Have a Game of Thrones red red wedding style of event. <laughs> you know, just get them out of your lives. It's over. Yeah, just forget it. What's the point? <laughs> red wedding style. We shouldn't encourage that.
Well, guys, one of the biggest movies of the year, Spider-Man No Way Home, has finally hit theaters. Finally, fans are going nuts. People haven't been this pumped for a Marvel movie since the last one came out a week ago. And this is cool. In a recent interview, Usain Bolt said that playing Mario Kart helped him become an Olympic champion. I'm in shock because apparently I've been training for the Olympics for the last 35 years. Experts are projecting that Paw Patrol toys will be a popular children's Christmas gift this year. It's the gift that'll have your nephew saying, I'm 13! <laughs> NASA announced this week that its Parker Solar Probe became the first spacecraft in history to touch the sun. And if you want to get some idea of the intensity of that kind of heat, microwave a burrito. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.